home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance, then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. TheTelegramNews.com. Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com. Check it out. everyone happy monday and welcome to the morning show right here on main street tv of course jennifer here to start off your work week with our good friend and man about town pete wilson with the morning news update of course brought to you by nia henry agent for appalachia realty and if you have any real estate needs give nia a call and she'll take care of you 418-4135 all right pete i mean you must have just laid around and done nothing all weekend because there was just nothing going on. Uh, there's always things going on. That's 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 the problem. I don't know whether we can reach all of them or, or even know weekend. about all of them, but uh, but you know it's uh, it's all good stuff usually. It no, is not the, not all, but but the planned stuff is usually good stuff. My goodness, I <clears throat> October in this area, and James and I were talking about it last week. I mean, October is just blows up. It's just there's so well, much stuff well, going I've got, on. Well, I've got a theory on that. You've got the uh, Ohilco Festival coming right off the summer, first week in September. You've got the Apple Festival, which is mammoth, sure. the, the third week. Nobody is going to plan a special event or a fundraiser right. or that takes a lot of manpower. <laughs> Around or, that. Or, or, or maybe they might have to have a week's uh, breathing period. Yes. You know, because so many people are involved in that directly or indirectly or just attending mm-hmm. that uh you know, they're going to back off into October. And, you know, October, uh, I, I think I would put up October as a candidate for one of the best weather months of the year. I would think you so. Know, it, man, but, we've been blessed this this year so far. Right. Because, I mean, usually you don't get a lot of rain. Uh, it, there might be a little frost on the pumpkin in the morning. Yes. But by the afternoon, you know, uh, 60, 70 degrees, usually lots of sunshine. And, uh, and the leaves per- are... are... <laughs> Perfect, perfect, so perfect, awesome. perfect for uh, outdoor events and, and so forth. It is, and then you got to squeeze it all in October because November, who knows? Um, it, it starts to go downhill a little bit. There. I can remember Thanksgiving having shorts on, and I can remember Thanksgiving with, you know, two inches of snow on the ground. So you just never, never know. Well, and we know that the, there's going to be a decline there, right? Um, yeah, that <laughs> Re- is a given. Regardless of the, the, the little day-to-day good days that we have. Hey, by the way, has anyone noticed, so we built our house in 2003, so I'm trying to do the math there. That would be like, what, 19 years ago or something of Mm -hmm. of that variety. And never, ever in all of those years have we had squirrels at our house. And 
I think it's maybe because we have cats. I don't know. I don't know why we've never had squirrels at our house. So I started noticing the other day, like when I was driving, all these squirrels running around with, you know, nuts in their cheeks and they're so cute. But anyway, they're all at our house right now. And I'm like, I told Jamie, I said, we're in for it this winter because we've never had squirrels at our house running around. And they say that if they're out in full force, burying those nuts, that it's going to be a bad winter because they know something that we don't know. The critters know. They definitely know. So I'm looking for a bad winter this year because I have, again, I've just never seen so many squirrels out and about. Okay. Well, you heard it here, folks. So on, that's Jennifer's on prediction. The, on the Main Street Morning Show. We'll see if it comes true or not. Right. Have you got a farmer's almanac that you're hiding under there underneath the table? I do not. Okay. All right. So we'll see. What do you all think? What do you think, think, James? I think it's because your cats are getting older and not hunting squirrels as much as they used to. That is possibly a theory. I will say one other thing about this. Marley. Your trees are also probably getting bigger. Maybe. I don't even know where they're getting nuts. I don't have any nut trees at my house. Marley is so fluffy right now. I've never seen that dog so fluffy. So I think that I'm telling you there's something to that. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, we, we will see. We know it's going to get colder and we're going to get some snow, right? Yes. So, all right. Well, we'll get to the to the news now and we're going to start off with some news that isn't so good. Uh-oh. Uh, because, you know, that tends to happen too, uh, mixed up with, with, all, with all, the, all, all the good things. Uh, there was a fire Saturday down in Franklin Township, Southern Franklin Township. Uh, both the Jackson Fire Department and the Madison Jefferson Fire Department responded to it. And it wasn't a house, but it was a fairly big building, a pole building oh, no. uh, on the property of Jeff Gordon on Wastier Charrington Road. That's in the southern part of Franklin Township uh, on the corner of Sternberger Road and Wastier Charrington, not too far off State Route 93. If, you, uh, if you're going down the highway, take a right. That would be to the uh, west okay. uh, of 93 yeah. there. And uh, he was working in the pole building there. He does does a lot of work in the pole building, works on some vehicles. Accidentally, uh, a fire started there, and uh, he was able to get out uh, just fine. But uh, unfortunately, the pole building and the contents, and that included a vehicle that he was working on in there and uh -oh. a motorcycle, were, both, were all destroyed. There was a couple of trucks parked just outside the pole building uh, that suffered damage. They weren't necessarily considered a total, total jobs, but oh. they, they were damaged. So uh, that fire was at 4.06 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. Both Madison Jefferson and the Jackson Fire Department there. Uh, no injuries involved. Uh, fortunately for Mr. Gordon, uh, those losses are insured. Okay, good. All right. Since the last time we talked, I, I, because I believe it was about a week ago, there was another fire that we'll tell you about. And, and this did involve a home. This was in Cole Township on uh, Sand Hill Road, 46 Sand Hill Road. The name of the occupant uh, was not immediately available, but uh, that family did lose everything in the home there on Sand Hill Road. Um, the cause of the fire was not immediately determined, but they do know that it started in a utility room. Uh, uh, one of the persons in the house had just left, weren't gone very long, about 20 minutes, according to the fire department. When they came back, house was on fire. Oh, no. So once again, that was uh, a week ago. All right, yesterday morning, we had a serious motorcycle accident uh, in Jackson County in the northern part of the county. Uh, according to the uh, Jackson Post of the State Highway Patrol, 
Uh, this occurred at 11.48 a.m., very close to noon, on Friedenmaker Road, which is just hmm. off State Route 327. That's in Washington Township. That would be east of Wellston and north of Colton. Uh, okay. The motorcycle operator was 20-year-old Ronnie Sharp of Wellston. He was operating a 1993 model Honda. Uh, and uh, as 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 we know it can happen in Jackson County, a deer ran out in front oh, of him. Oh, no. He hit the deer. It uh, ejected him from the motorcycle, the collision. Uh, he was not wearing a helmet, and he did suffer what were described as serious injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, they did set up a landing zone for the medical helicopter up there near the scene of the accident, and he was flown to uh, Grant Medical Center in Columbus. We don't have a condition there, but the patrol did describe his injuries as mm. serious. Uh, the Sheriff's Office, the EMS, the Wellston Fire Department, and MedFlight were all there to help. Wow. All right, you know, the face of downtown Jackson is ever-changing. You know, sometimes people are moving in, sometimes people are moving out, yeah. sometimes they're doing new things. You know that, of course. Yep. But the uh, one of the big changes that's going to happen, uh, not immediately, but uh, this was announced at last Tuesday's meeting of the Jackson County Commissioners, the Jackson County Health Department is going to be pulling up stakes and leaving the B.J. Allison Health Building. Of course, there it is right there. Uh, very familiar, you know, if you live in Jackson County. Uh, that's on the corner of Main and Portsmouth Streets. That building, I, I'm, I, I'll date myself. I can remember when it was built in the mid-70s. Mm. It was built mainly to give the health department a home. The health department had been located in the third floor of the courthouse. Uh, obviously not perfect oh, facilities okay, if you're in yeah. the health business, healthcare business. Definitely. And not. so they have been there ever since. It is a county-owned building built with grant funds. However, COVID-19, once again, this is another indirect result of COVID-19. Uh, because of COVID-19, the staff and the work at the health department has increased. Uh, sure. They do more things there. They have money to do more things there. And uh, Health Commissioner Kevin Ashton says, They've just run out of space. Mm -hmm. So this is something kind of behind the scenes and quietly that has been talked about, an alternate location. Well, they have one now. It's uh, out on Twin Oaks Drive uh, in that complex out there mm -hmm. right across from the Holzer Medical Center, Jackson. Yes. And they uh, have uh, bought some space in there. And uh, once again, the moving date, uh, no set moving date, it will take place. It won't be this year sometime in 2023. They have a lot of things to do okay. to get ready, but they are definitely going to move. That will free up some space in that building. No announced plans yet on what's going to happen there. I believe that the uh, EMS or the EMS has moved their administrative offices uh, from the old commissioner's annex there. And also Jackson County Emergency Management Agency is yes, there as well. That's right. But there, you know, there is extra room there. You've got, uh, you've got, you've got two floors there. So we'll see what uh, happens there. But uh, once again, Jackson County Health Department to move to 102 Twin Oaks Drive. Uh, in addition to more space, uh, Health Commissioner Aston believes that one of the advantages will be uh, maybe more collaborative projects with Holzer Medical Center. Jackson, just okay. across the street there. All right. Uh, a red letter date in Jackson always is the awards banquet for the Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, it is going to take place, the banquet, 
Thursday evening at the Parks Edge Event Center. Okay. Uh, a lot of uh, worthy uh, uh, recipients are, are going to be awarded and recognized for the good things that they have done, their business success, their community service, etc. Yep. And we'll go down the list of honorees. Uh, always a great night. Um, yep. They For the first time, the Chamber had this function in the uh, Parks Edge Event Center. It's kind of moved around before. It's been out at Canner's Cave. It's been at the Family Life Center. Mm -hmm. But Parks Edge, uh, really, just a little bit more space there in a very nice venue. And so they'll be returning there. But the award recipients are as follows. The business of the year is Wagner Tool Rental and Supply. Mm -hmm. That's always maybe the top award. The entrepreneur of the year is Rowdy Smokehouse. Uh, we know how successful they have been. Yep. Uh, the Meritorious Award will go to a person near and dear to us, Amanda Crabtree. Isn't Yay, that Amanda. special? Amanda, uh, of course, you know, the former general manager here at Total Media, uh, now a uh, marketing executive at, with the Vinton County National Bank at the Jackson County Banking Center. Mm -hmm. uh, that young lady, uh, just so involved in community service, whatever hat she's wearing. Oh my wearing. gosh. Um, she's everywhere. Know, the, the, the list is so long and some things that I don't even know. And somehow um, she feels that this is part of what she needs to do as a citizen. Yeah. And uh, that is a very, very uh, wonderful selection of her as meritorious service. Yes. The Community Pride Award will go to the Marquet Cultural Arts Center. We should never, ever uh, ignore or take for granted that great facility that That's we right. have. And the fact, you know, there's no, um, there is no director of operations or executive director, or anything. You know, Barbara Summers did all that, brought it into being, uh, got it going. But now, you know, because of, of money, uh, mainly money, they operate with volunteers. The board members have to do more. There's, yes. uh, you know, the events and so forth have to be planned. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of behind the scenes work and responsibility that goes, it's just not a nominal thing being an officer right. with the Marquet Cultural Arts Center. Of course, they have a core of volunteers who believe in what they do and they step up and they help as well. But uh, a very nice award, community pride. And it certainly does bring community pride having that venue and what a great thing for the downtown. Oh, is, absolutely. Right there, right there in the center of things. Also, uh, another award that has to do with the downtown, and I was so glad to see this, was the Legacy Award. Lewis Drugstore will be winning that. Okay. Talk about one of the uh, major businesses downtown for many years, all, all the way more than 100 years ago, does Lewis Drug go back. Of course, the Jones family is who we recognize as being of, you know, the owner-operators of the store, yeah. the pharmacy, a, a real hometown pharmacy for more than 100 years, three different generations, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Kim Jones, the late Kim Jones, unfortunately, uh, passed away just a, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. It's still in the family. It has not reopened. They did not sell, you know, to another uh, pharmacy outfit or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, and uh, I know that the building and the, the legacy, that's a good word, means a lot to the family. And uh, yep. uh, after some time of uh, it closing, which has been a couple years after Kim Jones's death, they will be recognized. Of course, this was an award that the chamber added last year to the list of awards. Call Auto Sales won it last mm -hmm. year, just on the heels of them closing after more than 100 years of service in Jackson yep. County. And now it will be uh, Lewis Drugstore. Okay. All right. Uh, also, the 100 Years in Business Award 
uh, will be given. The chamber always does milestone anniversary awards, you know, anywhere from five, 25, 50, 65, mm -hmm. et cetera. The 100 years, obviously, is that, That's special. kind of a lot, yeah. <laughs> the award winner is going to be A.E. Rustin Electric, yes. and that is another family-operated uh, business uh, right there located, uh, right there as you go into Walmart there on, right. on McCarty Lane, just off State Route 93 East Main Street. The building with the big um, motor out front that no one knows what it is, that's right. it. Right. <laughs> the ginormous building. Well, you know, I tell you, I'm so wonderful. I'm so glad to see this award to uh, Marilyn Rustin, yes. the widow of Sonny Rustin, yes. who ran it for so many years after his father had run it. He did. Uh, I remember talking to Sonny Rustin when we did a story four or five years ago. I forget even why we did the story, but there was a reason. But anyway, Sonny said then that he wanted to make it to 100 years because, yes. you know, he was, I think, in his 80s and he was still working. Yes. And so, Sonny, when are you going to retire? I want this business to hit 100 years and then we'll decide what to do then. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, he did pass a couple years ago, uh, but um, a posthumous award to Sonny. Yep. For Because uh, the business so is still there and it will have, it will reach the 100 year mark yep. uh, this year. And so that will be one of the special awards at this year's Chamber Award. They always do beautification awards, too, mm -hmm. uh, for uh, new businesses, for businesses that have received a facelift or whatever. Hard to know all of them. They're, they could pick so many more. But the ones that will be receiving awards this year, Liberty Lane Quilting, that's in downtown Jackson. Great. The Leo Jude Soap Company mm -hmm. in downtown Jackson. Both of those are on Broadway. Yep, sure are. Hothead Burritos out in McCarty Crossing. That, uh, of course, was... Uh, was a refurbished front there uh, when they moved in. The Munn Group LLC, of course, uh, Brad Munn has got his administrative office downtown now. He's fixed up that building. And the Faith and Fitness Studio, that's mm. in downtown Jackson, it too, is. where uh, the Abbott Home Care used to be. Yes. Just a couple doors down from our old Total Media digs. That's right. And uh, they've done wonders with that building as well. They have. All those, all those uh, awardees will be... Uh, publicly recognized and they'll have time in their spotlight. And I can tell you that when you win an award like that, you know, if you're involved from a business side or individual, it means so much to receive that recognition it from, does. from the community. Yeah. You know, you never take for granted, uh, never take uh, somebody who has achieved and somebody who contributes to the community for granted. You need to tell them. And this is one of the nicest ways it can be done Absolutely. because it comes, the chamber represents the entire community in yep. that way. But there, the, the last time I talked to Brian Leach, uh, who is the co-executive director, along with Kelsey Stewart, there were about 60 tickets left. There's probably not that many left now. Okay. As far as I know, there still may be some left, but uh, they cost $40 each. They can be purchased by contacting the chamber. Uh, you can call 286-2722 uh, and leave a message, or uh, maybe someone will get back to you very quickly. They also have a website, uh, Jackson Area Chamber at yahoo.com. Uh, and a mailing address as well, post office box 510. We're close enough to the banquet now. I would make the telephone call and see if there are any tickets left. Okay. So we'll certainly be covering that on Thursday evening and putting the spotlight um, on all those uh, wonderful award recipients. Yep. All right. At the last Jackson School Board meeting, uh, there was kind of a policy change that was announced by Superintendent Phil Howard. Okay. And this is uh, kind of like an issue that all the school boards have to deal with, and that is the issue of public participation. Now, this is okay. a, 
this is these meetings are technically governmental meetings and public meetings, and that way you can go to them. They're not closed off. The only way that you can't see what's going on if there is an executive session sure. where they close the doors and it's private, and that has to be for seven different reasons, you know, to do. Yep. But a lot of times people will go to the meetings and they want to speak, and that's okay. But uh, the meeting is not supposed to be a public forum. It is supposed to be a meeting to conduct the business of the school district. So, you know, it can sometimes get long and whatever, and it can get out of hand if 15 or 20 people want to speak. Right. So what the Jackson Board of Education has done, what the superintendent Phil Howard has done, I assume with the Jackson Board of Education's approval, is to have a new policy on public participation. You can still participate, but... The new rule is that, um, you know, before you could just come and sign up and speak. Okay. Now, the new rule will be, and it will start with the November meeting, uh, you will be required to register with the superintendent's office no later than three business days prior to the scheduled meeting. Any requests made after that cutoff uh, would, be at his, would be at the superintendent's discretion. You're not automatically not be able to attend. The reason is that sometimes when people come in and, you know, they may have a complaint or concern, the school board or the superintendent doesn't know what is about to hit them. And what he says is, yeah. it's not that we're trying to um, to prevent uh, commentary or whatever. We just want to be prepared. Right. You know, so if somebody you know, if has you a... say this happened or whatever, we'll research it and we'll have yes. an answer for you. Right. We're not sitting there hearing about it for the first time. Sure, that makes sense. And and I'll have to say this, and I, I I agree with this. He also talked about going through channels and the chain of command. If you know you had an issue in a classroom, go to the teacher. If you're not satisfied with that, go to the principal. If you're not satisfied with that, go higher up the chain. Go to the superintendent's office, uh, the assistant superintendent, uh, a school board member. But just don't show up at a school board meeting uh, without having addressed the problem yeah, with, with, with the person who is responsible. You know, and, and it's, you know, with email and all of the stuff now texting and everything, it's it's pretty easy to to reach out to folks mm-hmm. and, and be able to communicate with them. Now, if you don't get the response that or a response at all, then the gloves come off. But I get that. Right, exactly. You know, just start so, in the proper so you, you just manner. Have to, you just have to go through the, the the school board. The school boards have the right not to hear from anybody if they want, but I don't think that would be right. No, that would that and, would but, be no. But it just you know it's just kind of like a two things. It's it's going through channels and then uh, informing the school district ahead of time, the school board, the superintendent ahead of time that you want to speak, mm-hmm. so they are prepared mm-hmm. to hear you. All right, uh, we'll go to traffic now. Uh, okay, we've had the four-way stop signs in Jackson. Yeah. They, they are in effect. Are you a fan or not? I Actually, I am a fan. Okay. Um, I'm a fan now that they took the flashing red lights down, so I don't sit there and stare off into space okay. waiting for it okay. to turn green. But well, I, I, talked with, I talked with Randy Evans about it when, when I got the update for the story I'm about to tell you about. And I will admit one thing, and he admitted the same thing. Okay, you know how a lot of these are in the, in the downtown area? Yeah. And you roll up to the stop sign and, you know, there's nobody there. And you maybe hesitate just a little bit because you're used to that light being there. And then you go through. Uh-huh. Well, 
I rolled up to the traffic light at at uh, at Broadway. At, no, I'm sorry, at Portsmouth and Maine. Uh huh. And it was a red light. And when I saw nobody was there, I started to go through. Oh, I treated, you... <laughs> I treated it like the four way stop because I was becoming conditioned to it. Yeah. No, you can't do that. <laughs> but there's no one there. <laughs> and, and Randy told me he actually went through. <laughs> So that is a danger. You know, you got to. Yeah, you got to pay attention when you're driving. And be aware. But the news peg, why I brought this up is two more intersections are going to become four way stops that are now traffic lights. Okay. One is at Huron Street in Burlington. Oh, hallelujah. All right, where, the, where the Midway Quick Mart is. <laughs> you just sit there for hours, I feel like, and no one's ever there. <laughs> right, right. And they have already. That's so good. They're already doing a transitional thing there, I guess. Good. Noticed. Uh, the flashing light. I'm, I'm not so sure I like that. The red flashing light for Euron Street, the yellow flashing light for um, for Burlington Road. And of course, what that means is uh, well, if you have the red flashing light, you got to stop yeah. and then go after you see there's nobody there on the yellow. Proceed with caution. But but, you know, the other guys on Burlington are the ones that have to stop. Okay. Because the, the the yellow flashing light is just like a yellow. So light. is that not but, going but, to be a four way stop? It's going. It to be is going to be a four way stop. Oh. But I think this is what they're doing to get you ready for it. Okay. Unless they change their minds, they said that by the first of the year, you know, it would be converted to a four way stop. Okay. That's. I think that's a very appropriate place to now, have it, a four way stop. It could be that they decided after I talked to them last Thursday, because I think I saw this on Friday. Let's do the red flashing light and the yellow flashing light. My presumption is that this is just a transitional thing to get you ready for the okay. four-way stops. Well, we'll see. But anyway, the other intersection that's going to become a four-way stop is South Street and David Avenue. Okay. South Street and David. And right now, that is still a regular traffic light. You know, okay. they've not done anything to change the traffic Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that there. one either. Right. Okay. And another traffic thing that they're talking about uh, is at the intersection of water and bridge. All right. There, you don't have a traffic light. You have a stop sign if you're on bridge. Water Street coming yes. on to bridge. Okay. Okay. Have you ever been on Water Street and been in a line of traffic yes. on a weekday afternoon? Usually, maybe about the time that school is letting out. It's It's a strange intersection, right? to say the least. Well, the problem is... There can be a lot of traffic at certain times on Bridge Street mm -hmm. going either way. Well, if you're on Water Street and you know you're you're coming from maybe the other side of town or into town and you come that way, if you want to turn left, that's where the problem occurs. Yes. Because it takes a while to maybe make a left turn and all those people behind you that maybe want to take a right turn are backed up. They yeah. get they get backed up. Yeah. So what are they going to do about that? They have made a no left turn sign at Water Street in the past and they scrapped it. They went back to this to stop some. But it came up again that, you know, there is backed up traffic there. Sure. The bottom line is Chief Brett Hinch is going to watch it and okay. make a recommendation on what to do there. But one of the options is to put a no left turn in. One of it is to put a no left turn in during certain hours. Um, one of those two options okay. might be done or they might leave it alone completely. Uh, Councilman John Ondera pointed out that, you know, if you're familiar with Jackson, um, you know that you can avoid that situation by just going on another street and still hit Bridge Street. Well, you can go up one to Maine and have a red light there. Right. So, Which you know you're going to move at some time or other. Right. But I have been in line there at Water Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
and and actually I I purposely avoided at those times. Yeah. But the, the the worst times are Northview Elementary, of course, is not too far up the road there. They say it's uh, during school letting out times. Sure. And and to a lesser extent before school, Makes but especially uh, after school. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a, I'm kind of digging the four way stop thing. I will say. All right. Okay. We've still got paving going on in Jackson. Yep. A lot of the work has already been done. You notice that they got the angle parking spaces uh, in downtown Jackson. Yep. All painted. Looks and, nice. Right. It does. And it's that really black asphalt. It looks really, really nice just from the look. But, uh, you know, th this is something I don't know whether you remember about it. Uh, I do because I'm old. I'm an old guy. I can remember this stuff. There was a time where the Ohio Department of Transportation, they've always been responsible for the paving because they're state routes. Mm -hmm. You know, Main Street is a state route. It's State Route 93. Part of Broadway is State Route 139. So they've always paved it. Saves the city a ton of money because sure. they just have to do nominal small things in support of the paving projects. Well, technically, uh, I mean, that might not be the word to use. It's a law. You cannot back onto a state highway. Did you know that? No, <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to. I'm sure I know people do, but you're it, it, it is against the law. All right. Well, and, the Main Street's a state highway. I, I know. So <laughs> there was a time. This was maybe 25 years ago, where ODOT was not going to pave the city streets if we kept angle parking. Oh, they wanted us to go to parallel parking. Gotcha. Which was lawful, and they considered more safe. But so how, how do you feel about angle parking? Oh, we've, I think we've still got it. I yeah, I mean, okay. Number one, technically, you have to back up to parallel park. Um, yeah, you you just saying. Yeah, you could, but you don't have to back onto the highway necessarily. It's just parallel with the curb, right? Mm, I mean, you're still backing up to back into the spot, so technically, I feel okay. like you're backing. But um, well, they were all right with parallel parking, but they were, and of course, nobody wanted the parallel. Oh, the, I won't say nobody. A lot didn't want the parallel parking because there's fewer spots. I feel, uh, that's what I was going to say. And, and most, I, you know, pe most people don't know how to parallel park anyway. Well, no, unless you have one of those fancy cars that does it for you. But um, no, I, I feel like just for our downtown purposes, the angle parking makes a lot more sense. You know, we're we're not blessed with a plethora of parking anyway. So, um, you know, if that's going to take away some spots, that just seems... Plus, you know, if, if one person not being able to parallel park deters them from coming to a downtown business, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but no, let's stick with the angle. Right. So, and on the angle parking, you know, if you're, if you're a local, I'm sure you're this way too. You have to be very vigilant uh, when you're driving. Forget the fact that it's the fault of the person backing out, uh, that they have to be, they have to watch. Yeah. But, you know. Every time that I make a turn from Main onto Broadway or Broadway yeah. on the Main, I have in my mind that the person is backing out of a spot and they don't see me coming. Correct. And I'm going to have one of those uh, $2,000 dents in my car. <laughs> no, and you're right. And just, again, just slow down and you're right. Be vigilant. Right. You know? You want one of my pet peeves there are? People that... Illegal that, J-turns? No. Well... Those, Into the post office? You know, people do that all the time. And that is, the police every now and then want to crack down on that. They'll do a couple of arrests and, and then they'll forget it. I'm just telling you, that is the most annoying thing because you have no idea where the person's going. Right. 
Well, I, I understand, and that is, it's just it's just like a, a U-turn in the middle of the street. You're yeah. not allowed to do it. It no. is illegal in the city of Jackson, right. the J-turn. And yes, the post office is one place where it often happens. <laughs> All the time. But my pet peeve is when a person, a motorist, is sitting in an angle spot. They're in the driver's seat. They may have their engine running, and they've got their backup lights on. <laughs> so you think they're about ready to back up. But they're not. They're just sitting they're there. They're just having a full-on, you know, text conversation. And so you're going or... down the street. And, of course, there's traffic coming the other way. You can't nudge over too far. So if they do happen to back out right then, you know, you're toast. Yep. You are correct. So the angle parking does make me a little nervous, but I just try to be really, really careful. I think it's, yeah. I think, you know, if you're if you're having to pick... The lesser of the two evils, the the angle parking's better. Although you know, you go to Columbus, you go any any city, they all have parallel parking. So I don't know. Right. Okay. And remember, this the the, the city has that lot there, right off Portsmouth Street. Yeah, really you can utilize use, it. Like, that, for a while, that was a very popular because there wasn't. A, it didn't seem there like there wasn't enough parking uptown. Nobody uses that but lot. This is there was always the bugaboo about. Um, uh, business employees parking in the spots right in front of their businesses. So customers would have to maybe walk half a block to get mm-hmm. to the store. And that was a deterrent, they said, to businesses. So, But anyway, uh, we're going to go to voting now. Okay. All right. Okay. What do you have to have besides voters to have an election? Uh, board of Elections? Yes, you do. Be- beyond the Board of Elections, even. Uh, some, something to vote on. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that too. Keep going. Um, I don't know. You got to have poll workers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of right. Course. You were yes. heading the right direction. Well, in Vinton County, they need them. Oh, okay. Uh, they uh, have gotten a hold of me, Miss Melissa Hale, who is the Board of Elections Director. Okay. Um, you have to. Uh, they shoot to have four poll workers at each precinct. So. 20 precincts in Benton County, uh, they need 80 poll workers. Plus, you try to get some spares in case, you know, somebody can't show up or whatever. Well, when I talked to her last week, they had 76 and they had no spares. So they need four for sure. And so the call is out. If you want to be a poll worker uh, in Benton County, um, or even if you don't want to be, you're needed. Okay. Okay. It's it's one day of work. Calling ten good people. Six thirty a.m. to seven thirty p.m. You know that you can take a day off from work, or you know if you work part time, you may fit into your schedule. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't work at all, you're retired or whatever. Uh, in between jobs, this is something that you can do. And a lot of people assume it's a volunteer thing. It is not. You get paid. As a matter of fact, in Benton County, one hundred and twenty-five dollars a day. Nice. Yeah. So not not bad at all. Uh, the, the only requirement is uh, that you, uh, there's several requirements. You have to be 18 years of age or older. That's not okay. hard. You have to be a registered voter. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. And you have to not have been convicted of a felony crime because mm. you can't vote if you've been convicted of a felony crime in Ohio. And you can't be running for office and also be a poll worker at the same time. Gotcha. But other than that, that makes sense. <laughs> other than that, other than that, you know, uh, anybody can do it, and they have you in for a training period, usually with other people who are new as well, and it's it's a couple hours at the most. So there's not a whole lot to it, but you do have to do the training ahead of time. So if you're interested in becoming a board of elections poll worker in Vinton County, 
The number to call is 740-596-5855. And I am sure that all of our boards of elections, including here in Jackson County, they're always looking for people who are willing to do it and, yes. and put them on the list, so as to speak. Uh, in Jackson County, of course, they don't need quite as many because they've consolidated polls. Yeah. That's another uh, plus of consolidated of consolidation of polls. But in Benton County, once again, the number to call is 740-596-5855. And here is another thing. Right now, what they need, those four spots that they still had a vacancy for as of last Thursday. Okay. And we've had this story online and in the paper, so maybe it's improved. But as of the time I talked to them, it's a bipartisan thing, right? So you have to have an equal number of Republicans and Democrats, and an independent can sit in a Democrat or a Republican seat. Okay. In Vinton County, all the Republican seats are full. Okay. So the four people that they need should either be a Democrat or an independent. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So uh, early voting is underway right now throughout the state of Ohio for yeah. our November 8th general election. Uh, you can see sample ballots online uh, on the websites of the different boards of elections, and that includes both Jackson County and Vinton County. The early voting uh, hours at the boards of election, the hours are slightly expanded right now, and they'll get more as we get closer to the election. But now on weekdays, uh, Monday, October 17th through Friday, October the 28th, all boards of elections in the state of Ohio are open at 8 a.m. and they will close at 5 p.m. Okay. Normally, uh, they're closing at 4 or 4.30. They might open at 8.30. It may vary. I'm not sure there's a rule on that. But there is on the early voting. All of them have to be open from 8 to 5. And those hours will uh, extend into the evening later on. And then the weekend before the election, uh, the boards of elections will actually be open for voting on both Saturday and Sunday. So Heck yeah. uh, you have no excuse. You do not. No excuse not to vote. You can also do an absentee ballot, of course. Uh, you can call, um, mail the Board of Elections, ask for one. You can request one online. Uh, and then it's just a matter of mailing it back in or turning it in. Yes. Uh, and they usually have the boxes outside to where you don't even have to do it when they're open. <clears> you <throat> just throw it in there. Yep, that's right. So you have plenty of opportunity to vote. All right. We want to tell you about a new business in MacArthur. We okay. always want to promote new business in our communities uh, and uh, want to help them, help, want to help the public know that the business is there, what they sell. And the new business in MacArthur is called Alleyway Trends. Uh, it uh, is at 114 Market Street in MacArthur. And oh, there it is. There it is. It looks like they've got some, uh, it, it's a home decor and clothing, of course, as you can see there. The two owners, co-owners, are Christy Knese. She is on the left and Allison Byers on the right. And... Uh, they opened for business uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon, October the 9th. That was their actual first day of business. Uh, Red Thompson Jr. may not know a whole lot about dresses, but he went up there and did an interview. <laughs> and we will, have a, we will have a story in the paper, did a nice interview with him. I've seen the story. Uh, and uh, they don't have a website yet. The store doesn't, but they will. So that will be another way that you can see the inventory and also okay. presumably do some ordering as well. Um but they named it. They named it the Alleyway Trends because it's on one of the main alleys in downtown MacArthur. Makes sense. That was why. That was that was why they they named it. And they did have. They each had their own business. One was called Brilliant Creations, and one was called Present Creations. But they've always been friends. 
and they decided to go together and have a brick and mortar business and they called it Alleyway Trends. Cool. So uh, the hours are uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Friday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. The business is closed Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Okay. All right. Uh, the new interim superintendent at the Oak Hill Schools, his name is uh, Jason Mantell, remember? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, he is getting around. He's, uh, you know, getting familiar with the district, but he's also getting uh, in, he's also getting familiar with the community. And one of the best ways to do that at Oak Hill is go to the monthly Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce meeting. And that is what he did last Monday Great. when there was the... Uh, the monthly meeting there. There is Jason on the right there. And he is, if you want to know about Oak Hill, he's talking to the right person. That is Martha Deddy Foster right there. 96 years young. My Still goodness. very active in the community. Uh, her uh, son is Jack Deddy, a you know, prominent yes. attorney slash magistrate here in Jackson. Yep. And Martha Deddy Foster has, has never slowed down as far as being involved in the community. She's always at the chamber meetings. She's helped with the Festival of Flags in the past, been active in the past and with the Republican Party. Not so much now, but she used to be. So uh, there she is talking with Jason Mantell. Uh, Jason uh, gave, the, he was kind of, he, he wasn't necessarily what you call the guest speaker, but he was one uh, when they shared about what was going on in the community. He talked about the things going on in the schools, including... Cool. Uh, one of the things he's working on is getting new playground equipment for Oak Hill Elementary School. Yes. All right. So uh, we also want to uh, mention that we have a new uh, higher up at the uh, Jackson Post of the High State Highway Patrol. His name is... <gasps> Did Lieutenant Morgan finally make captain? Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Morgan. Aaron Morgan. We want to be able to say Captain Morgan. Well, he's in, he's in charge, but he's got some help now. We're just kidding. Stephen Brooks uh, was promoted to sergeant. He had been in Athens, and now he's at Jackson. And uh, he will have, okay. he, he uh, will be, in addition to being a sergeant, he will have the position of assistant post commander there. Um, nice. We'll get into this a little bit more later because he deserves a little bit more press than just a mention. But uh, a gentleman who has been at the post for a long time, and he had the title of assistant post commander, well known to Jackson County, Mike McManus, yes. has just retired from the Highway Patrol <gasps> Post. Right, he's got he's going to go to work for the Common Pleas Court. I think he already is, so he went from one job to another. But he of retired course. from the patrol after a long career, most of it at the Jackson Post. He was a Wellston native, grew up in Wellston, graduated from Wellston High School, served at a couple other patrol posts before coming here, rose through the ranks, and uh, just, uh, I believe, October 7th was his last day. Okay. But we're going to, if we can, if we can, if he, we can get him to sit down and talk to us, we're going to do uh, more of an in-depth story on him Good. and his contributions uh, to law enforcement here in Jackson County. Mm -hmm. uh, this is outside the county and outside Vinton, but it's a big enough thing, I think it's worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. The new, um, the new Hawking Hills State Park Lodge and Conference Center. Yes. Have you seen it or seen pictures? I've seen pictures. I have not been there yet. Well, I was terrified. I didn't not terrified, but I knew that you wouldn't be able to get near it <laughs> anytime soon. So, well, they are taking reservations now. <laughs> it might be the off season a little bit. Not so much now because of the fall in Hawking yes. Hills, but uh, they get they get traffic all year round. But. Uh, you might get the opportunity to get in there before the summer, you know, now. Because it is big. What It costs $40 million to build. $40 million. Wow. Uh, 
And of course, this replaces uh, the uh, lodge that was uh, destroyed by a fire in December of 2016. Uh, but it is uh, on State Route 664, just mm-hmm. outside Logan, 74,000 square feet, 81 guest rooms. It is nice. a big place. And it's so special that the governor himself, Mike DeWine, and the ODNR director, Mary Mertz, was there to cut the ribbon here a couple Saturdays ago. And uh, that is a view of the ribbon cutting and the uh, front of the building. Uh, They will also have a full service dining room. Um, They will have an event space where they can host hundreds of people, a grab and go cafe, a gift shop, indoor and outdoor pools with hot tubs. Woo-hoo. I think they build it, you know, they call it a conference center. They build it so meetings and events can be held there, business yes. things. So uh, very exciting. And that is just what a little bit more, maybe than an hour away. So mm-hmm. might be worth a look say. So I got, uh, I got the room booking up here. Good luck. If you want to spend a week in there, Correct. if you want to spend like a uh, Tuesday to a Thursday, you're in luck. There's okay. some openings. <laughs> There's a few uh, openings. Yeah. So they've got lodge rooms, which is like a traditional hotel room and that's $180 a night. And then they have a family lodging, which is more like a uh, small apartment. That's $270 a night. And then they have cabins, which is like a whole kind of separate thing. That's about $240 a night. Okay. So So lots of... So if you're looking for a midweek getaway, you might be able to get it. Right. Lots of opportunities. And you know it's a beautiful facility. So you want to check it out sometime. And the best thing... You're not uh, traveling in a car for five or six hours That's to get your thing. destination. I mean, you're going, you're not that far away, but it's like a whole, you know, vacation well, thing. Right. If you're from Jackson County, Vinton County, maybe not so much because you're so close, but if you're from Jackson County and you just heard about the Hawking Hills <laughs> and you haven't given it a try, please do. So I mean, <laughs> funny story about this real quick, because I know you have a lot to talk about, but Jamie and I were in Cincinnati last weekend and we go to this little diner. And we're sitting there and the, you know, just like a, just a little hole in the wall diner. And the, our server came up and she said, oh, you know, are you from here? And we said, no, we're just here for the weekend. And she said, where are you from? I was like, you haven't heard of it. And she was like, um, well, try me. And we were like, Jackson. She's like, I have a funny story about Jackson. And I was like, of course you do. Cause you know, people have either not heard of it or they, but she said that they go to Hawking Hills all the time. And she said, I love it. Like, it's like my second home. And she said, one time I decided to go through Jackson just as a different route. And she said, we started down this road and it was this gravel road. And she said, I'd never really seen a gravel road before. So I thought we were lost. And I rolled down my window at this guy's house and he said, oh yeah, just keep on going down the gravel road till you hit the paved road and then you'll be close. And she said, so I thought I was lost the whole time on this gravel road, but I really wasn't. It was just Jackson. Right. <laughs> I said, well, yep. That's right. Well, that, that's she the had country a funny, for you. Yeah, she had a funny Jackson story, but she said that they go to Hawking all the time from Cincinnati. Right. There's plenty well, of it, things it, it to do a, in Cincinnati. It is a major destination. It is. You know, for Columbus, Cincinnati, northern Ohio folks. It's like uh, the Appalachian Mountains only a little closer. It is. It's like... It's just amazing to us because we live here. We, we live just in the hills. We don't, take them for granted. Yes, we do. 100%. Right. And then, of course, you got all the scenery up there and the facilities and like that that make it so special. Yep. Hey, Dylan, do you have that other photo of the lodge? 
So this is uh, Kevin Lyles. He oh, yes. built this statue. He is a Rio Grande professor. Yes. And he got to build this big statue outside of that fancy new lodge. Is that not so cool? Yeah, this, uh, we're, we'll, we'll talk about that more some other time, but that's crazy. That's that's like, I don't know, like tons of stone, stones. Stones like, within that. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I'm all sure. just sort of natural things from the area. That's very striking. I'm sure that is a, uh, a effort to once again connect our area with this sure you know because we're it's right here in southeast ohio and of course kevin lyles has uh, done such wonderful work at the uh at the right at the university of rio grande and of course uh he's been uh, a guest uh exhibitor at the marquet cultural mm -hmm. arts center as well very nice man i've met him all right a uh, couple other things going up i want to tell you about sure. at wellston high school this thursday uh, Wellston City Schools, uh, there's going to be a family engagement and community resource night. This is kind of like a big thing to bring together the public and the schools. Uh, it will uh, it will be from 4 to 7 p.m. and will be in the cafeteria of each of the schools and it's being coordinated with parent-teacher conference night. And there will be 25 community agencies available. Local employers will be in attendance to offer information uh, about employment opportunities. Family members who attend and complete a punch card will be entered into drawings through gift cards. So you have that incentive, too. Cool. But that is, I don't believe they've done that before. A family engagement and community resource night in the Wellston City Schools uh, this Thursday, October 20th, in conjunction with Parent Teacher Conference. Makes sense. All right. Uh, some road work we want to tell you about. This comes from the Jackson County Engineer. Starting today, uh, Shelly and Sands will be paving portions of Monroe Hollow Road, Jackson Furnace Road, Five Points Road, Standpipe Road, Standpipe Road, I uh -oh. told you, Jennifer, Les Mill Road, Mulga Road, and Chillicothe Pike. Uh, if you recall, um, engineer, county engineer Melissa Miller was successful in getting some extra paving money yes. uh, through all the ARPA and all like that. And I presume that that money will be at work doing some of this paving here in mid and late October. One-lane traffic will be uh, maintained in all these places, so you should okay. be able to get through. You can still get through. But there will be both uh, striping and paving projects taking place. <coughs> Excuse me. You can't expect delays, sure. maybe, at some It'll spots. be worth it, though. All right. We want to salute the Jackson Marching Ironmen. They won the Battle of the Bands at the Buckeye Hills Career Center Drug-Free <gasps> Day. Uh, the Drug-Free... Uh, rally. They Good had, job, Dylan. They had it at Galpolis City Park. There it is. But part Dylan, of Dylan, didn't you say this was the one you didn't go to? Yeah. It was. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You weren't even there. Well, the, the point of the event is to have a rally for the drug free chapter at the Buckeye Hills Career Center. And they have uh, between 100 and 200 students who've made that pledge. They to, do. To stay yes. drug free. And they do activities to have fun and support each other. And underscore what the chapter is all about, what the what the the bottom line is all about. They the, to make it bigger and bring in other students. They have a battle of the bands. It includes all seven bands from the three counties. So you've got Jackson, Wellston, and Oak Hill in Jackson County, Vinton County, and Vinton County, and then in Gallia County, a Gallipolis, a Gallia Academy, um, River Valley, and South Gallia. Okay. And this year, the Jackson uh, Marching Ironmen were named. Uh, the uh, the winner of the Battle of the Bands, and they actually Way had a go, big guys. trophy presented to them at the football game last Friday night. Cool. All right. Uh, Make a Difference Day will be this Saturday at Lake Alma State Park. 
That's the Benton County Cares Group that is doing that. That is a service project. Um, the goal of this event is to improve the off-leash dog park at Lake Alma State Park so mm. the dogs and their owners can have a safe, well-maintained area to recreation Love and that. socialization. Um, there are many licensed dogs in both Jackson and Benton counties, and so the Benton County Cares thought that this would be a good project to do, uh, not only for the park, but for the dogs and their owners. Yes. All right. Uh, Jeremiah Shaver was busy on Saturday night at the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce annual pumpkin walk. And this has turned yes. into a really nice event. They've done it for a number of years now. They always so get cool. a good turnout. The only variable will be, will they get decent weather? They had it. It on was Saturday great night. weather it was Saturday. Great, great weather. And um, the award winners for, uh, for the uh, best car pumpkin, this was the 10th year. I didn't know it was that many, 10th year. The best car pumpkin was Candace Pittman. The best painted pumpkin was Jackson Bryant. The scariest pumpkin was Whitley Berry. The, fun, the funniest pumpkin was Jolie Miller. The best adult car pumpkin was Elizabeth Berry. And the best of the best pumpkin was Hank Jones. Okay, so I think we have some pictures yeah, here. Yeah, we we'll, we'll show the pictures that we have. I'm not sure which is which because I wasn't there. Okay, this one is the best adult pumpkin. Best okay. adult pumpkin, okay. Hold on just a second. Okay, this one is the best carved pumpkin. That would be Candace Pittman. Okay. This one is oh. the best of the best pumpkin. <laughs> that would be uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that in a second, but we're biased here. Yeah, we're a little biased. Um, this <gasps> is the best painted pumpkin. Wait. Hard to argue with that. Jackson <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> That's awesome. And this is the best painted, or sorry, this is the funniest pumpkin. That would be Jolie Miller. And then, so here is just a general kind of scene. Another kind Love of general that. scene. Really funny ones. That's pretty awesome. But <gasps> look that at one's, that, that one. That's scary. But that's clearly, what, what this is the best pumpkin <laughs> at the Oak Hill Pumpkin Walk. I would. Like, yes, I this would is like hilarious. Who, I would like to know who came up with that one. Well, this is Rihanna Puckett's family that does the t-shirts for Zip Printing. Yes. Oh, wow. Rihanna's okay. family well, always does amazing things. and um, They are perennial winners. They at, are. At the and uh, But we're still trying to figure out how I was interviewing two people with pumpkins on their heads, and uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't I mean, know. we've had some pretty pumpkin-headed people <laughs> <We've> in here. <laughs> I don't know how that. that I, I remember. I don't know how that happened, but, <laughs> but we'll have coverage of the pumpkin Good walk. Job. We'll have coverage of the pumpkin walk in uh, our Saturday's, uh, not this Saturday's paper, because uh, we're going to shoot for Wednesday. That's the next paper if we can get Jeremiah uh, at the type at the keyboard working. But and we know cool. he'll have some very good pictures and probably maybe even a video from the event. I think he might have something posted already. As a matter of fact, on the Telegram uh, Facebook page. <laughs> All right, another event that occurred, and I know that you were talking about it uh, off camera here before we started, was the Dinner in the Street event. Yes. Which was held uh, on the block of Broadway Street between Pearl and Main Streets. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, it, I, I stopped by. It was a great event, but it also causes a lot of chatter in town because people don't know what in the H is going yeah, on. Yeah, what <laughs> is why, happening? Why, why are they blocking off half a block and why is there a dining room set it's up? It's a good thing they got that paving finished um, before this was going to happen. Right. No, that, that was, they were probably watching that, but that, uh, that's Kim Harless. 
the senior organization director of the Jackson Vinton Farm Bureau, there standing, and she is talking to the diners. And what she's talking about, right when I took that picture, they are making their own butter for their meals. Yes. Which, did you know how to make butter? I Yes, because Tim, Kim taught me. Okay, well, I didn't <laughs> know she taught me. I actually had uh, Ted Frazier gave me a roll, and Alice Frazier gave me some butter, so I had a roll there. <laughs> but uh, heavy, heavy, heavy whipped cream yep. uh, in a pint jar and shake it up. Just keep shaking some salt. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. That yep. is uh, Sheriff Frazier and Dr. Alice Frazier, his wife. Uh, that is her taking the butter out of the jar, and she's about ready to. Uh, Ted's got a, a roll ready to be buttered there. He's, so yeah, he's looking a little anxious about that. Right. Well, later on, <laughs> he he really made out because I mean, not only um, they had a salad, then they had either steak or chicken, uh -huh. smoking butts, yes, uh, green beans, mashed potatoes, uh, and then uh, desserts after. I mean, it was great. Weather was great. Yeah. And here's here's the best thing about it. this is why they do it. Uh, $1,000 to each FFA chapter in Jackson yes. County, uh, Wellston, Jackson, and Oak Hill. They all have FFA chapters now. They were able to raise $3,000 for the kids. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Right. And it took the Farm Bureau's organization to do it, their volunteers, their staff, their board members. Kim, I know, uh, I, I think was the spearhead, as she always is. She is. Uh, you've got community sponsorships that... Uh, participated or partnered, you know, Smoking Butts, Sixth Sense was there mm -hmm. with some adult beverages. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then I know that uh, I think the Virgil Hamilton Insurance uh, was a supporter as well there, and probably some others. Uh, we'll have that in a story too. Uh, but uh, the big thing was raising money for the FFA. And then a good attendance too. It's not going to work unless people buy the tickets. Right. And that was a, that was a pretty good meal for 40 bucks. Uh, yeah. Right. Pretty good, pretty good deal right. for and everybody had, it, involved. Yeah, great service. The FFA kids were just—it was what, like white glove treatment. Yes, those kids. I will actually, say, actually, they were blue latex. They are. Those kids are all phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievably great. Right. Well, they each got a one thousand dollar check that each chapter did. Yep. All right. Friday night football. We just <gasps> got a few minutes, but we had to get to it. Yes. All right. We had two championship games that occurred involving our local teams. We'll tell you about the good one first. Up at Alumni Stadium, the Jackson Ironmen were taking on the Washington Courthouse Blue Lions. Both teams were undefeated in the conference, highly touted. Yep. When it was all over, it was Jackson 63, Washington Courthouse 21. I still I still have not woken up from my dream. Yeah, that was um, not expected to happen, correct? Right. Yeah, there is, a, I believe that is Brody Butcher catching a pass uh, against Washington Courthouse. Uh, Jackson scored 21 points in the first quarter, 21 in the second. Whoa. Washington Courthouse had a very explosive offense. Normally, they did not score at all in the first half. Wow. This, this sounds incredible to say, 63 to 21, the game wasn't that close. Now, if they played again, it could be a different result. But on this night, that's what happened. It's just one of those games that starts and everyone's e like, what? E everything goes <laughs> what right. Tip on? of the hat to the coaching staff and the players and all. They were certainly ready for this. Uh, they are the defending champions. Washington Courthouse was a team who believed they were good enough to maybe take that crown away on Jackson's field. Sure. It did not happen. Now, Jackson uh, has copped a share of the Frontier Athletic Conference title. That's for sure. However, to win the complete title, undisputed, 
They have to go to Chillicothe to play. And Chillicothe is the other team in the league that is considered an excellent team along with Washington Courthouse. Okay. Courthouse beat Chillicothe the week before, 24 to 14. Chillicothe has always been a tough foe for Jackson, especially at Chillicothe. So we'll see what happens. If Jackson wins, they are the undisputed champions of the Frontier Athletic Conference again. They also, looks like, Jennifer, um, the winner, if they win this game, they may well be the top seed in their region for the playoffs. What that means is they get to play. Nice. Uh, their seeding is, is they have a preference in seeding, which means that um, there's 16 teams that get in. If you're the number one seed, you'll play the number 16 seed. Theoretically, the right. 16th seed is not as good as the 15th seed and so on and so, so on, on and so, so on. Forth. Yeah. But if Jackson wins, they will have two home games for the playoffs. Now, that is supposing that they win the first game because when you lose, you're out. Correct. But by the seeding, that's how it would work. Jackson will be at home for the first game as well. We don't know who until after the regular season. The other game involving uh, championship implications was up at Vinton County, and Vinton County lost a heartbreaker to Nelsonville York, 21-20. to Here is an oh, action no. scene uh, from that game. Red Thompson Jr. was up there. Close game all the way. Uh, it came down to Vinton County missing an extra point kick. Nelsonville York did not miss an extra point kick. Vinton County was lining up for a potential game-winning field goal from 40 yards or so at the end of the game. But unfortunately, the ball got hiked before the kicker was ready, and they didn't even get the kickoff. Oh, so very, bummer. very, very disappointing loss for Vinton County. However, mathematically, they still have a chance for a share of the title if they beat Wellston on Friday night and if Nelsonville York loses to Athens. Both of those are not supposed to happen, but stranger things. Hey, you right? never know. <laughs> right. So it, regardless, it's been a very good season again for Vinton County. They have a chance to make the playoffs as well. Probably not for a home game, but uh, I saw one projection where if they win, they will definitely be in the playoffs. Cool. It's never official, though, until the Ohio High School Athletic Association punches those buttons on Tuesday. Yes. All right. So that's all the news we have time for. It's 10.02 a.m. Well, we made it, Pete. Great job. We, we did make it, yes. Yes. L lots more to tell you about. That's Some, true. So, but that's for another day. And don't forget, too, that uh, the Moonville Music Festival is coming up this coming weekend, and we'll be telling you more about that as right. well. Right, yeah. Red did a couple interviews on that. We'll be telling you more about that. We'll have a big article in the Wednesday paper, but that sounds very special. Hey, listen, you can go see the Ohio State football game. You won't have to miss it. That's a right. party atmosphere and all that music for one thin $10 bill. That's exactly right. And uh, and it's a, it's a, what, a noon game, so... You you can watch that early. You got things, and, you got things and, being done in the right order. Yes, exactly. 100%. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We greatly appreciate you watching. And thank you, Pete Wilson. And we will see you right back here tomorrow Okay. for some more stuff. Thanks. Bye.